Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Believe in the Florida Football Podcast. Today I'm going to kind of go over my thoughts on the Gators' performance versus Alabama, which I have to tip my cap to those Gator boys. They fought like crazy. They exceeded my expectations. I know they exceeded a lot of Gator fans' expectations. The team played extremely well. They fought all the way down to the end and proved they're a legitimate contender in the SEC this year and in the college football playoff as well. A couple of notes I did get. I think Florida is a lot better than we all expected, but I also think Alabama can get beat this year. And I don't think Alabama is going to win a national championship this year like they do every other year. I think this is the first time in quite some time that all of college football can contend for the national championship. It's not going to be oh, these are your four clear-cut teams that are going to the playoff like it usually is, or your top six. I think the committee's going to have a really tough time deciding on who's going to be the four in come playoff time. And in general, I think the Heisman's up for grabs on top of I think the national championship is up for grabs. I know it's early. I know a lot of teams are going to become a lot stronger later on into the season, and you know they're working out some quirks and stuff right now, but... Honestly, I, I thought Florida played extremely well. I'm uh, going to give my quick takeaways from the game, my little game analysis that I had from watching. One, Emery played very well and got extremely more comfortable as the game went on. That's my personal observation. I think, you know, come second half, he looked very poised, especially on that 99-yard drive. Driving 99 yards from your own one against Alabama is no easy task regardless of if this is Alabama's weaker team compared to the past few years. I think offensively, Emory looked very good. He played well throwing the ball in the air as well on the ground. I think the offensive line was dominant, and they've been dominant, and they deserve credit for it through these first three games. I know we couldn't go and look and make too much of an observation from the first two games, but when they got tasked with this Alabama front, they looked extremely good. I think Kingsley has done a great job stepping in first year, starting at the center position. That whole unit, you know, got a good push. We were able to dominate in the run game, which was surprising, but that's just Florida's offense this year. It's no longer the sling it, throw it up to Pitts, throw it up to KT, Trey Grimes, you name it. It's We're a hard-nosed, run the football, dominate in the trenches, and that's what you got to do to be a successful team. And between Kingsley... I think Josh Braun continues to prove himself, and I think he should be a starter in this front five. 
I think he's too good of a run blocker and just a beast overall at the guard position. I think he's got to gotta crack that starting lineup. I do like him as a utility guy because he's versatile, but just in general, when he gets in there, he makes an impact. Big Ethan White did a great job clearing some holes for the running backs. Richard Garage held his own on his side, and I got to give credit to Gene DeLance as well. He stepped up big versus Bama. I said in the previous episode that Gene was going to have to have one of the best games of his Gator career. Other than you know, one or two plays, I thought Gene held his own and did a great job when being tasked against Will Anderson, who's one of the best edge rushers in college football. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus that's double your initial deposit just for signing up don't forget to use your promo code nfl100 bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports next i think the running back room continues to show that depth is a strength for this team you know malik played well the quarterbacks can always run damian had two touchdowns naquan wright showed how versatile he is that 99 yard scoring drive naquan dominated the entire possession i think naquan deserves more touches and just that room in general i mean you can throw in damian pierce if you want a hard nose get one or two yard gain on third down you got malik davis who's elusive can make people miss and bust off a long run at any point then you got naquan who is flexed out all the way to the right making a great catch on that third and ten from the one yard line and busting it for, you know, 20-so yards. And then he showed that he can make people miss. He had three or four runs on that drive over eight to nine yards at least. So that running back room is extremely talented. I think it's the best in college football. We're right now, I believe, the number two total run offense in college football, and that's just going to continue to grow. And saying that, after just recently playing Alabama, goes to show that there is a new identity to this Florida offense they can run the ball, they're hard-nosed, smash-mouth, and that offensive line deserves a lot of credit. To the defensive side, I think the D-line played extremely well against the run, held Bama to under 100 yards, which that's the first time that's happened to Bama in quite some time. Big Gervon Dexter had a breakout performance. I, I expect to see a lot more of what we saw Saturday the rest of the season with that big fella. Ever since I got to UF, we always had some dominant D linemen. And when I saw that kid, my redshirt senior year, coming as a freshman, and he's just an absolute tank. He played extremely well, had a couple tackles for loss, got into the backfield, just dominated in the trenches. And that D line really dominated Alabama offensive line. I think on both sides, you know, offensive line and defensive line for the Gators won their battle. And that's not an easy task to do against a Nick Saban led team. Zach Carter dominated the game despite, you know, his stats not looking as good as they could have been. But if you go back and watch the film, Zach got held, bear-hugged plenty of times in the backfield. Overall, I'm not going to talk too bad about the officiating, but let's be honest, some questionable P.I. calls, uh, a couple of missed, like a missed horse collar here and there. And when you're playing the game in the swamp, you got 90,000 and you're using that, that chip on your shoulder, you know, being at home. You gotta you gotta let the guys play and you can't be giving them you can't be giving Alabama any unnecessary advantage because of some questionable calls. I think you gotta let the guys play. Like Kyrie Elam's pass interference was not a PI and Avery Helm barely 
barely touched the guy on the back of his jersey prior to that pass deflection. So overall, D-line played extremely well. Officiating was, you know, not the best it could have been. I think the secondary made some strides, as I mentioned. Some poor officiating uh, made the secondary not look as good as they were. But Kyer Elam dominated. That P.I. call was was B.S. Other than that, he was locked down anytime someone threw his way. He had him clamped up. I think he's the best cornerback in college football. He continues to show his ball skills are insane. He's a great man-to-man coverage guy. He can tackle. He's just an absolute beast. He played extremely well. Brenton Cox, you know, I said prior to the game that I needed to see big games from Brenton Cox and Mahmoud Diabate, and they both played very well. I think that was Cox's best game as a Gator. I liked how he was able to show his versatility, you know, lining up as a buck edge rusher, but then also dropping in the coverage. I think it showed that he's a versatile player, and it kind of messed with Bryce Young mentally, even though, you know, Cox had that pass interference call and dropped a pick, just the fact that he was able to kind of disrupt that offense and make make life uncomfortable for Bryce Young. I think he played extremely well, had a great sack early on in the game. And, you know, overall, on both sides of the ball, I think we we played good enough to win that game. Just can't dig yourself a deep hole against Alabama. There was a stat prior to the game that said something like, when Alabama scores their first drive, an opening touchdown drive, I think they've won 42 straight, something along the lines of that number. And you can't do stuff like that. I think the Swamp was rocking. The fans played a huge impact. They were a key X factor in the game. Gave Florida a lot of good chances to win that game. But overall, I'm very impressed with this Gator group. It was the third game of the year against Alabama, and they showed they can hang with them. Not only they can hang, but they can beat Alabama. And really, my initial take, my knee-jerk prediction, if we can take care of business like we should against the rest of the schedule, other than you know Georgia, we got to win that game. That's going to be a hard-nosed, tough game in Jacksonville. If we can win that game, I don't see why we're not back in the SEC championship this season, and I don't see why the Gators can't go and beat Alabama or whoever they do play in the SEC championship. I think that's a legit goal, and I think we're definitely capable of doing it, which I'll put my foot in my mouth. I expected more of a blowout game, but this Gator team played extremely well. They were disciplined and dominated in the trenches and gave themselves an opportunity to win the game. So that's my take on the Alabama game. Now I'm going to do a quick little preview for Tennessee. A couple of things I noticed when researching about Tennessee, they really haven't played much competition thus far. Their biggest game this year, they lost to Pitt, and Pitt's defense looked terrible. So, you know, you can't look too far into it, but I don't I don't think this Tennessee team has really faced a team like the Gators, and I don't see any reason why Florida shouldn't dominate this game. Tennessee, some stats I got was... They're ninth out of 14 in the SEC in total yards, last in passing yards. So a Florida defense that just dominated against an Alabama run offense is going against a Tennessee team that can't really throw the ball well and doesn't get a lot of yards per game. So if we continue to dominate in the trenches, life is going to be tough for this Tennessee offense to get any points on the board. They can run the ball well. They are fifth in the SEC at rushing yards per game. But I think Florida is going to dominate in the trenches again. I think big Gervon Dexter, Zach Carter, some of those new transfer guys at at the nose tackle position, Newkirk and Valentine, I think they can make a big impact as well. And if they can't run the ball, they're going to be forced to throw. And they've shown in the first three games they can't do that. So 
That's the biggest key to win this game is I think Florida needs to dominate the run defense and make Tennessee win the game through the year, which I don't think, you know, going against Kyrie Elam and Avery Helm, you know, has made strides early on in this year. I think this this defense just in general has made huge strides compared to last year's defense and is a legitimate threat to be one of the best ones in the SEC. Tennessee has 128 total points. They average 42 points a game. I wouldn't look too far into that. They haven't played much of anyone, you know, to start this season. Defensively, they're 10th in sacks, but first in pass deflections, and they have four picks on the season. So it'll be a nice test for uh, Emory Jones, but I see Emory having another great game, being able to continue to build his confidence, throwing the ball, and also using his legs. I think uh, the offense should have a great game, great game plan going into it, a balanced attack. They're going to be able to run the ball and, set up, you know, the play action game later on in the game. And lastly, Tennessee's special teams is pretty solid statistically. They have a great kick return team. So special teams, I'm going to want to see a better performance from the Gators compared to this past weekend showing a couple of, you know, costly mistakes, you know, like the kick return, you know, falling at the one yard line. But in general, that special teams, I see them bouncing back this week and having a great game. And I see us ultimately beating Tennessee and I predict them to kind of blow out Tennessee. I think the spread's minus 20 right now. I'm not touching it. I'm, you know, waiting and seeing, you know, if that line changes. But in general, I think Florida should dominate this game. Hopefully the fans will be rocking just like they did in the Alabama game. And just being able to have fans at full capacity again really gives that the swamp that key advantage against the, uh, the Gators' opponents. And I expect a, a blowout game in this one. Our pod is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between the NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to PlayActionPools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe football pick them. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got survivor pick them, as well as a cool sports style book concept called Build Your Own Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. Next up, Dio's Locks of the Week. So these are my eight games. I'm going to give you guys eight games, and then I'm going to also do my 10 point sweetheart teaser that, that Sweetheart's 3 0 going to keep it going trying to hit four in a row to start the year if you're throwing on that sweetheart teaser congratulations you know you you made some money and and you're welcome for that to be, to be completely honest with you so right now i'm going to list off my eight best picks so far that from looking at this slate first off i got army minus eight and a half against miami ohio so army is averaging 44 points a game They've played extremely well to start the season. They blew out UConn this past week. They beat Western Kentucky, and they've beaten Georgia State. I think it's a sneaky game because Miami, Ohio isn't a terrible team. They played Minnesota close at Minnesota, only losing by five, even though they got blown out against Cincinnati. They've played against some solid competition. But for now, I like Army. I'm going to rock with Army, especially at being at home. If you want to buy a point and a half, you can get it down to a seven-point game, a touchdown game. I think Army covers at home. Next up, I got Central Michigan minus eight and a half against FIU. I think Central Michigan's a pretty good team despite being one and two on the season. You know, they're two and one against the spread. 
They just played LSU. They've played Missouri. They've played two SEC teams on the road. They're at home against an FIU team that played Texas Tech this past week and got blown out by 30, uh, 33, I believe. I think Central Michigan wins this game. I'm not buying any points. I like them eight and a half. Next up, I got an SEC matchup. I think this one's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a an air raid, high-scoring affair. It's LSU against Mississippi State. I really like this over. It's listed at 56. If you want to buy it down, you can, but I think this is going to be, like I said, a high-scoring game. Both teams have good offenses. LSU, their quarterback this year is thrown for 11 touchdowns and over 860 yards, and then you got Mississippi State's quarterback's thrown for over 1,000 and eight touchdowns. Some explosive wide receivers on both sides. You know, both teams average almost over 30 points a game, and they don't have great defenses, to be honest, to go along with it. So expect a lot of yards, a lot of points in this game. I'm taking over 56. If you want to buy a half to 55 and a half, you can. I'm sticking it out. I'm going over 56 points there. Next up, I'm doing a Friday night game. I'm going with Liberty minus five and a half against Syracuse. I think Liberty has a great quarterback. I think the game is at Syracuse, but both these teams, you know, have, have done decent thus far. They haven't really played anybody challenging, but I like Liberty in this one. They're 3-0. and The line is currently minus six. I bought down a half to five and a half. Liberty's 3-0 and against the spread this year. I think it's a, a bigger test for the Syracuse team. I like Liberty to cover. I think they're able to score at ease against the Syracuse defense. The Syracuse offense has been pretty good to start the year. You know, they had 62 last week against Albany. Rutgers was kind of a letdown. But other than that, you know, they've, they've scored a decent amount of points. I expect Liberty's quarterback to dominate this game, and I think they can win by more than a touchdown. Next up, I got Wisconsin, minus four. I really like this bet. I think it's kind of a trap game for Notre Dame. I could be wrong on this because Notre Dame, you know, plays bad against bad teams and then, you know, will go and win a, a, an important game like this and, and make people think, oh, is, is Notre Dame legit or are they not? You know, so far this year, they barely beat an FSU team by three, who one of the worst teams in college football thus far. Then you barely beat a Toledo team by three, and you beat Purdue by 14 last week. Wisconsin, you know, other than that Penn State loss, has won by multiple touchdowns against the other two opponents they've played, even though they weren't completely great opponents. It was Eastern Michigan and Wake Forest. I still think it's going to be at Wisconsin. Wisconsin comes out and is able to run the ball against this uh, Notre Dame front. I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think points are going to get put on the board. The over-under is only 46.5. I don't think it's going to be you know high 50s or anything, but I kind of like that over. But I'm going with I'm going with Wisconsin minus 4 in this one. I'm buying my line right now is 5.5. I'm buying a point and a half. Going Wisconsin minus 4 at home. I think Notre Dame is, is overranked at, at the 12 spot, and Wisconsin's only loss this year is against a Penn State team that looked very good in, uh, in all three of their games thus far. So I'm going to go with Wisconsin minus four at home. Lock that one in. And then I got to throw the Florida bet, especially after how they did this past week. They looked great against Alabama. They're going against Josh Heupel in his first career time at the Swamp. They got a quarterback that's never played at the Swamp. And they don't really have a passing game, like I've said. They can run the ball decently, but they can't throw. You're not able to run the ball on this Florida team, as they've shown you know, this past week against Alabama. 
I like Florida to cover. I'm buying a point and a half to get it to 18 and a half. But like I said, this Florida defense has made huge strides compared to last season. They can run the ball well. They can manage the game. I think Emory Jones is going to have a big game. I like Florida to cover minus 18 and a half. I'm, I'm very confident in this one. I think the Swamp's going to be rocking again. It's a night game, and I like them to cover. Next up, Kansas State. I got Kansas State plus six versus Oklahoma State. This is one of those where you look at the line and you think to yourself, you know, why are they six-point underdogs when they're the 25th-ranked team? But then again, it's at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's 3-0. and This is a battle of, you know, two pretty solid teams. However, I like Kansas State. This is probably one of my favorite bets of the week. I honestly like them plus 200 to potentially upset Oklahoma State. They got a stingy defense at Kansas State. They can score a lot of points offensively. You know, they beat Stanford by 17 earlier on in the year. So this one's a tough one. I mean, Oklahoma State's they just beat Boise by one. They beat Tulsa by five. They're 3-0. and They won their last couple of games to end the season this previous year. But I'm going with Kansas State. I think the Wildcats have shown the past couple of years that they're becoming more and more of a, a college football team and becoming more and more of a threat in college football. I like them plus six. Like I said, if you want, you can potentially sprinkle plus 200 also. But I'm taking it plus six. Even though it's at Oklahoma State, I like the Wildcats. And lastly, my last bet of the week, I'm going Georgia Tech plus 13 and a half against North Carolina. This is at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's two and one against the spread. They just played Clemson very well, lost by six. Yeah, they dropped one against Northern Illinois earlier in the year, which was not what they were looking for, Jeff Collins and that team. But North Carolina, I don't know. They lost to Virginia Tech, and then since then they've lit it up on the scoreboard. I don't think it's that easy against this Georgia Tech defense that doesn't allow a ton of yards a game, only average allows 17 points per game, just held Clemson to 14 points. I like Georgia Tech plus 13.5. It's plus 12. I bought a point and a half. I don't see them losing by two touchdowns or more. I think Jeff Collins has a great defense over there. North Carolina will struggle a little bit, and it's at Georgia Tech. I like it. Plus 13.5. Lock it in. And lastly, I'm going to wrap this thing up with the on-fire, flame-throwing, 10-point teaser. This teaser is hot. It's smoking. The fire alarm's going to go off. It's 3-0 and right now. I'm going with three teams, 10-point teaser, as you know. I'm going Iowa first off. As I've said... In previous episodes, I think Iowa is a legit contender to win the national championship this year. I love them this year. It's minus 23 versus Colorado State. It's at home. I'm doing this 10-point teaser to minus 13. I think Iowa is just a much stronger team on all facets of the game. Going with Iowa minus 13 in my first leg of this one. Next up, I'm going with Arkansas. Arkansas is currently plus 5.5 against Texas A&M. 10 points in addition to that gets it to 15 and a half. I love what I've seen from Arkansas this year. They're 3-0 against the spread. They've played extremely well. Offensively, they can score points in a bunch. I think Texas A&M has shown they're not as good as people expected going into the year being ranked, you know, a top 10 team. They're still currently ranked 7th. This is a huge opportunity for Sam Pittman and Arkansas if they win this one. I think they find their way close into the top 10 with two ranked upsets already to start the year. They're currently 16. I think Texas A&M has a great defense, but I like what I've seen thus far from Jefferson for Arkansas. 
as well as that run offense in general. So this one will be a smash mouth game. Both teams can run the ball. It's going to be one of the best games of the weekend. I don't see Arkansas losing by more than 15 and a half. If anything, I think they play them extremely close. So that's my second leg. And I'm finishing it off with, I'm double dipping for Sparty. I love what I saw from them this past week. I gave you guys a free winner. They were plus money, plus 205, I believe. I said I liked them to win. I liked them to cover. And I like the under in that game. All three of those hit. <clears throat> I like Michigan State here, plus five versus Nebraska. They're minus five right now. A 10-point teaser gives them the plus five at home against a Nebraska team that is three and one against the spread to start this year. And they just played Oklahoma extremely well. But I love what I've seen from Michigan State. They're able to run the ball. They have a great defense. They put up a lot of yards, you know, a lot of points, almost averaging 40 points per game. Michigan State plus five. I don't think they lose this one, so take the insurance. That's it. Your 10-point teaser, three teams, Iowa minus 13, Arkansas plus 15 and a half, and Michigan State plus five versus Nebraska. Lock it in. That thing's going to hit. We're 3-0 and thus far. That's it for this week's episode. I appreciate you guys listening. Super proud of my Gator guys yet again for their performance against Alabama. A legit threat for the college football playoff. So that's it for my picks. We're going to beat the crap out of Tennessee. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you guys again soon. And lastly, this is presented to you by BetOnline at BetOnlineAG.com. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.